adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome to the uh, highly anticipated first episode, take eight of the No Snooze podcast. I like to refer to this as Epi One. Epi One. Epi One. Uh, I am your co-host, uh, Mike Prelli, a.k.a. a couple people came up to me and they said, are, are you the other guy? And I said, yes, that's me. No, you're not the other guy, man. You're the you're the no in No Snooze. And this is Dave Regina. Yes, I'm Dave Regina. Um, let's do this, man. This yeah, is, this is yeah. definitely exciting. And even though this is not our first take to you guys, it's our first take. Yes, first take you'll see. So, Dave, you started this whole trend that we made our name. Where did No Snooze come from? Why did you start hashtagging? What's it all about? So No Snooze, it, it really was not what it was supposed to be. But it, uh, I remember walking out on Snapchat one morning. It was like 4.30. Um, this was when we first created the account. And I remember I looked into the camera Gave a little nice wink with the right eye like I do. It's kind of become my staple. And I just said, no snooze. And before I knew it, people were reposting like videos of them in the gym early morning and saying no snooze. Yeah. Right. So that's how the tagline kind of caught. So the tagline, I would say, is new. But it made sense, especially with you and I, because we attack anything in life. We're definitely extremists. Everybody will hear that probably 50 times. In this episode. Yeah. Right? Do you set a snooze? Do I set a... I don't know. Like, do you set... When you set an alarm, is it a a snooze? Is that the option on the phone? No. It's a no snooze. It's a no snooze. It's a no snooze. Um, No. So, I I really never had a problem with with getting up. But in regards to the no snooze, like I said, it, it is now... It's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. This is no snooze. You are no snooze. I'm no snooze. Kai Visions is no snooze. And now we're taking something that didn't even exist. We had absolutely nothing. We created an account. No idea. We don't, we haven't even launched a podcast yet. And we have 1,300 followers, right? So that right there is no snooze. And because we're being consistent with it, uh, it's a fun journey, something that we're not going to stop. We're going to obviously keep going. And now I think this is the fun part. So the terminology might be new. This podcast might be new. These boom arms might be new. It's pretty nice. Um, But to the three of us, you know, this this work ethic thing about not snoozing on life, that's not new. Yeah, and then when we were talking about doing a potential logo, because obviously we want to get some gear for ourselves, uh, we were trying to collaborate on what would be something that would be simple but get the whole message across that you just talked about. And one of the things that came up was our logo, and it is a, it's a Z with a cross through it, so no snooze very literally, but it also makes a hourglass. And the hourglass is super significant because when you do an hourglass, like in, uh, what is that movie? Um, uh, Wizard I'm, of Oz. I'm, I'm not a movie guy. Wizard of Oz. I know you're not a wizard. Horrible. But when you flip an hourglass, it goes through once. I so the that. whole concept and motivation behind not procrastinating is you. there's no dress rehearsal. My Aunt Marie says that all the time. There's no dress rehearsal. You have one time through. You got to get. You got to make it count. So that's that's kind of where the logo's at. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So I'm laughing when I think about the logo because the three of us, and shout out Kai Visions, but my man, had, he was he was drawing for about oh, yeah. three hours 
and created this whole logo. It was like with the N and the S, and it was really a fire logo. It, yeah, I, I think I wanted him to incorporate like the um, the shield into it, and then Mike just straight up no, no, no. shut it down. Um, Not true. So a hundred. Whenever we true. do something, we have a group chat. And it's like two are kind of on board, and then the third one comes up and just blows it up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like even the first seven episodes, it was like, all right, I think we got some. Then someone else would be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And the third person would be like, this is absolute trash. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. It's it's fun having three different points of view. And the one thing we did, I don't know if you guys just agreed because of we the way we presented it, but I think we all agreed that this was the best out of the three. The and logo? Incorporated. The logo? Yeah, incorporated yeah. a little something from everyone. Definitely. Um, no, I was on board with it 100%. Kai's, um, you, you know, he's, he, he said he just gave up. <laughs> he gave up. He was so um, upset. Yeah, but he, he was, had these elaborate, like, yeah. you could put them in a museum drawing of yes. the logo. <laughs> And, uh-huh. then, and then there was one comment he made. It was like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I just spent four and a half hours at yeah. Staples on, um, <laughs> on stencil paper. Spent $10 on stencil yeah, paper. Yeah. We'll release them yes. at some point. That's maybe at, so at 10,000 followers to release it. Yeah, yeah that's um, so good. So that uh, the logo gets me up and gets me excited in the morning. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> the logo gets it me does excited. because I'm like, well, for me, the logo makes it real. I don't know why. It's always been that way. And even like with the real estate stuff, when I got my logo, then all of a sudden, you know, I was like, I made it for some, it, it doesn't matter yep. when you have a logo, you made it. So that gets me up in the morning, gets me fired up to wake up at 5am. Like you psychopath. Uh, <laughs> what, how have you gotten up so easily for so long? Like what motivates so, you? So getting up in the morning really has, has been something for years. I mean, I've been waking up now, you know, I was uh, very young. I was 12 years old when I had a job at the golf course. I'll talk about my job before that because I actually had my first job when I was 10. Uh, but that wasn't at the crack of dawn. But I'm very accustomed. You know, I, I caddied for 13 years. So that's an early, early job. So I had to be on the golf course and I was 12 years old. By 6 o'clock was the first loop that I was going out. Um, so dad would take me over there. Uh, I mean, so I was waking up at 4.45, 5 o'clock to get there on time and out on the golf course by 6. Um, that then translated in high school. I didn't really do it too much, but during the season, I always did it in high school. I would get there a little bit early, whether it was working out, um, getting some extra shots up and that type of stuff. Um, then in college though, I adopted this like crazy. Um, you know, we would have 4 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. unit trainings. Shout out Manhattanville Valiant Basketball. Um, but I would go wake everybody on the team up no matter where they lived on campus. But where did that come from? Why You just were like, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes early? So I actually, and this is probably the, the answer to the question. I like doing things that I know other people don't do. Okay. And I know a lot of people do that and they wake up. But from what I've seen in my circles of life, people really aren't doing that type of stuff. I do like to, um, I don't want to say stand out, but I like being different. I like doing things that, you know, are, are challenging to people. Like people, that motivates me. Yeah. The way you just said, like, oh, you're a psycho, you're you an like animal. That? You like to hear but that? Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of hypes me up because I don't find it that hard. So when you tell me it's like something yeah. hard... That kind of makes me believe that, like, oh, cool, all right, I got this little edge. And it's all in my head. Uh, but I guess that's what, you know, kind of gets me going in, in the morning. What gets you, though, to not hit the snooze button when the alarm goes off? So unlike you, this is very – it's not new to me, but I kind of lost touch with it. Wait, this is new. You said 60 days, so that aligns you. You said you've been doing this for 60 days. Yeah, roughly. So this is off the cuff. 
But like I said on that clip, you are part of the No Snooze Committee. The committee. I'm not there yet. You have a seat at the table, but it's just not. Uh, you can't put your elbows up yet. So I'm. I if I put my elbows up, I'll break the bar because I'm I'm huge. Um, no, but starting a new career and getting super into trying to make it as a independent contractor and basically run your own business. I let fitness kind of fall the wayside. And that's not to say like you've seen me, I, you know, I've been, went up to a super, you know, high weight for me, dropped it really quickly, but never really did it the right way. Extremist. Never really did it a lifestyle way. So now that we have this thing that we're starting that, I basically said, yeah, if you throw out an Instagram, we'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden the next day it was like Following everyone everybody. followed everyone ever I've ever talked to. <laughs> like, what <laughs> is this most new thing? I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, well, it was fitness and finance in the beginning. Yeah. So Dave kind of and Kai created this um, co- community that now I'm afraid to let down. Most importantly, afraid to let you guys down. I'm really afraid that you're just going to show up at my door one morning and be like, <laughs> I know you're sleeping in there and like wake up the whole house. Open up. But for me, when I put things out in the world, I want to go do it. And I feel not embarrassed, but yeah, you could say embarrassed, embarrassed if I don't achieve it. So when we started talking all this big game about no snoozing every morning at 5 a.m., I am miserable. I'll be honest. I wake up. I'm motivated, but it's very hard for me to get out of bed. And especially when it's like, you know, we get done, it's 1130, barely got to bed, the dog threw up in the bed, and then you're up at 5 a.m. Knowing when I look at the phone and that snooze button, it's like, hit me, hit me. And I just hear your voice like, we're, no snooze, we're no snooze, you're not, you're on the committee. <laughs> that gets me going. So it's, for some reason, it's stuck now, and I haven't really missed a day except for one, because Dana didn't set the alarm. Dana. Haven't missed a day in a couple months. So that's... That really gets me going. And in any fast of life, if I say something, I feel like I put myself in a corner and put the pressure on myself because I like pressure. And I feel like if I have to go do it and I said I was going to do it, there's, I'm more likely to go do it. So that, that kind of gets me you going. speak it to existence. Speak it to existence. I like the uh, results. So it could, be, it could be rewards positive. It could be failure results. But I like seeing that something's happening, some type of progress. Do you know for you, like, do you like being rewarded? Does that get you going? Or do you like when you mess something up and then you have a chip on your shoulder? Can we go back to how to, <laughs> can, can, you, can you go back to. Didn't we talk about what motivates you? No, I, we spoke about what gets you excited and up in the morning. Then I asked you what gets you to not. Oh, I jumped into it because we, <laughs> we kind of talked about it. I thought I was going with the vibe, but all right. So we'll, we'll start it up again. So, yep. this new, but, so the, for me having other people depending on you whether that's not depending but knowing that you said you're going to go do something and not wanting to let them down or give them something to talk about really motivates me do you know what kind of makes you tick do you, have you self audited that do you, do you know yeah so for you what what I'm hearing is it's about the accountability right like you you create that accountability and you you know that now there's a yeah. crew of us out there that are like all right mike where are you at because i'm yeah. checking that phone for this specific yeah, yeah, yeah use, of course yes of course that's, I what's, got you. that's what's working yeah no, right no 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 definitely and, and we'll talk about you know all of this stuff in terms of you know whether it's this is your fitness journey or it's your you know your business or whatever it is in life but your question about what motivates me that's kind of a it, it's you know i won't get too deep but this is episode one epi one so i do want to dive you know a little a little bit into it 
because um, I think it kind of speaks to the, the person that I am and it'll kind of paint the picture for, for everybody. So I'll do it in chronological order, um, but I get motivated looking exactly where I'm at right now and then thinking of, you know, that 10-year-old boy, right? So at 10 years old, I got dropped off on the uh, south side of Mount Vernon at Fulton Flowers, and that was my first job. Were you trimming tulips? <laughs> no, I was actually loading propane tanks that makes more into, sense. <laughs> into people's cars for like five bucks a day. But I don't know if there's... I can't name three or five people that are our age that were working at the age of 10. You know, this is something that like, oh, shout out Kai, he was working too. I was doing lemonade stands, but just for fun. Hey, but same thing then. You know what I mean? So that work ethic though, yeah, no, no, no. That's definitely a thing. But then now by the age of 12, now I had two jobs, right? Because I would work at the flower shop doing the propane. But then from March till October, I was caddying on a golf course. Right, so I had two jobs by the age of twelve. What course were you caddying? Westchester Country Club. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, it is very uh, prestigious golf course. But like, what twelve-year-old do you know? At the time, it was a fifty-dollar minimum on a bag. So who was who at twelve years old was making fifty dollars cash for one bag? How many bags a day did you do? Uh, At that time, I was only doing one loop. But I mean, you do it twice a week on the weekends. That's what I'm saying. A hundred dollars for a twelve-year-old is like. It's It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, But then, you know, I take you back to the um, to the household. You know, my parents got divorced at at an early age. Uh, That motivates me to now see how I want my marriage to operate. My mom, she's she's one year uh, sober. So for the first 28 years of my life, you know, she was addicted to drugs and alcohol. So I saw that in the household as well. Um, That, you know, obviously was that, that forced, you know, my brother and sister and I to grow up very quickly. Um, and, and again, that this is the stuff that motivates me. I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, I want to cry about it. Yeah, I get sad about it sometimes. But I think back on this stuff. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was in high school. I got all the way down to like 153 pounds at six foot two. Uh, so you can already. Well, I mean, you know how skinny I was. Yeah, I'm, I want to get down to that weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get diagnosed with Crohn's, man, and then you're fine. Uh, but that, that's what forced me to, uh, you know, kind of get into the whole health and wellness thing. And it really created that, I guess, that additional work ethic that I kind of needed. Fast forward now through high school into college, I meet, um, you know, Karina, who's now my wife, been together 10 years. She motivates me uh, more than I think anybody does in my life now because she challenges me every single day. Do I have to start spe- sending two texts a morning to get you to, to, be, to <laughs> take the top spot? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, no, but I mean, you know, your wife, Dana, challenges challenges you in ways that only Dana can challenge you in. And same thing for my wife. Um, so I think back to uh, the struggle with, with her and I. She was working for $12 an hour. I was making $11 an hour. So yes, technically she was the sugar mama. Yeah. But, um, you know, we did it on our own and we hustled and on Friday nights we stayed in and we ate ramen noodles and we paid our rent somehow and that was $1,250 a month Uh, and that was 10 years ago now. So that motivates me now when I do get up, my feet hit that floor and I walk into my master bath that has marble countertops and glass doors in the showers. Must have had a good realtor. I did. And shout out Mike Pirelli, Greenwich Real Estate. Go follow. Um, That's no joke, by the way. You know, Mike actually got us this house. Um, and, and speaking on how he got it kind of plays into the no snooze lifestyle. I remember it being two o'clock and Mike gave me a call and he said, look, if you're really interested in this house, I'm going to call them and I'm going to put the pressure on them. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, 
I'm going to tell them that you have until 5 p.m. or my clients are off the table. My initial reaction was like, oh, damn, we're going to lose this house. And <laughs> and it actually did the opposite. At 459, Mike called me back and he was like, look, let's not get too crazy about it, but we have an accepted offer. But what you did was you used a tactical, I guess, approach on it and you were very, very confident. He had this whole thing drawn up on you know why we were the best buyers for the sellers and he sold them on it. So that, that story is not a joke. And I think it speaks volumes to, you know, how you kind of uh, attack. Um, so how do you motivate yourself? So my growing up, I don't think we experienced a lot of hardship. I think we experienced like what, you know, like you were out working all the time, how two parents go out and work all the time. Dad worked six days a week, sometimes seven, you know, whatever, 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. Still does that today. No, no, not anymore. He does. He works very hard still. Uh, but yeah, not, he's yeah. a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. But uh, my mom, you know, raised us, worked full time. So I just always saw my parents working nonstop. Me and my brother always had everything. We really didn't have to worry. Um, and I had all this energy and I always wanted to contribute, but I didn't know where to put my energy and how to contribute. So when I got a little older, I started doing business in college and they were okay. They made it, you know, we, we were successful to some extent, but there wasn't anything that I wanted to make a lifestyle with. And then I just so happened to be at this job. It was good. It was a sales job. I was doing very well, but I kind of saw myself 10 years out and I was seeing that it wasn't the right role for me and I didn't see a lifestyle in it. So I no snoozed on going out and getting my real estate license. I read a book, Building uh, Wealth One House at a Time, and it really changed my life. I now saw this vehicle to be able to build this lifestyle. It just so happens the first day where I started real estate at my new firm, I started dating my wife. Um, so I always say the two loves of my life happened at the same time. So I got the motivation of, uh, you know, a... a well, I didn't marry her the first day, but I had a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And then I had my parents who I feel like I want to give back to. So it's very similar. Mm -hmm. um, and every day, I just know I'm building towards that ultimate goal. And having a big... I get motivated by big goals. Like we've been talking about, I'm trying to do a thousand push-ups a day. Can't feel my arms. But if it was, if I was trying arms to... Arms look good. Yeah, they look tremendous. If I was trying... The shirt's actually a double XL. <laughs> yeah. I'm just making it look small. But not I if it's a small goal and like you you like when people get a reaction and say you're a psycho I like that too but in a different form where people are like wow that's kind of crazy um so that just having big goals and going after motivates me and then having all these things in the past you kind of build these chips and then motivation change so I feel like you got to pull from different you know avenues at different times in your life you know at one time going to the gym motivated me because I wanted to meet girls and then when you get a girlfriend you get a wife who cares, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no. that that was something you have to get over. But um, you know, I touched on a little bit. I like seeing results and I like seeing progress. And I feel like when you don't see progress, you get really frustrated. Do you find yourself being more motivated by getting rewarded with stuff or having setbacks and failure? Or both. I mean Yeah. Um so my initial I'm trying to Get in tune with my my emotions. In tune with my emotions. Uh, my initial response to that question is: it is almost twofold. But when you when I think of rewards, um, I'm going to try to take it out of the out of the gym. Let's go to business. 
I was nominated summer of 2019 for a 30 under 30, which was like a, a pretty big thing. Yes, yeah, tremendous. Um, I'm and, and it was cool. They had this whole big, um, you know, reception, and it, it was a really nice thing. But what I saw was that I really didn't love the limelight like I thought I would. Yeah. Right? And that shocks a lot so of people. So you were like, you know what? You. Let's start a podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> but see, this right? is... <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not but bad. it's not all about me. See, like I get to share this with you. Yeah. Whereas like my family and those people who came to see me on the 30 under 30, yeah, there were under other people there, but like they were there focused on me. Gotcha. This, I almost feel like we're just kind of going back and forth. We're doing it together and yeah. it's fun. So sometimes you take the lead on it. Sometimes I take the lead on it. So that's a different dynamic, but I don't think that the rewards really do it for me okay. in terms of the motivation. Now, failure, I hate that word. I know. <laughs> I absolutely hate that word because I don't know how anybody, to me, Failure means that I gave up. So if I replace the word failure with falling, then I would say that, I guess, motivates me a little bit more. But then that goes to the line of adversity again. Mm. So I think adversity and the struggle of like falling down motivates me. But, but isn't don't falling down a form of failing? No. So falling down, and we'll debate this all the time. Yeah. This could, this I want everybody to jump in on. And it's interesting because we are all, and Kai jumps in on this too, we all are saying the same thing. I just hate the word failure. Because to me, if this podcast gets two views. Don't say it. No, I'm just saying. If it just gets two views, and then the next one gets two views, and the following one, a year from now, gets five views. We have three but, more friends. Right, but that's not that's not a failure. That's like falling down in the process. But then if now we reestablish and we realign our you know mission and where we want to go and then we eventually get there that wasn't a failure that was like us falling down and then getting there if this podcast gets two views two views and then two views and then we completely stop and we shut the account that's a failure i don't know how anybody can get motivated from a failure like that let me let me paint a scenario quick right paint me so say i went out and i started selling insurance and I failed at selling insurance. How'd you fail? I realized insurance wasn't for me. So then I switched gears and started real estate. And I used what I used. I used how I failed in insurance and what didn't make me successful. But wait, no, no, let me stop right there. Say no more. You did fail because now you just stopped. No, I switched real estate. So I used failure. Yeah. So but you, you failed in so the you field. Can fail. You can fail, of oh, course. Okay. But that is when you completely stop. Yeah. You completely yeah. stop whatever it is that you're after Got or you it. originally so wanted. Do you use that scenario ever to motivate you? That, I don't have know. You, have no. you ever so any situation I'm where being, you failed? Look, I hate this term too. No, I like it. To be honest, I don't know how you can... How you you can tru- I know, that's why I said I hate, I hate this term. But I don't know how you can get motivated off of any thought like that. Seeing the struggle, the process, the journey, and falling... That can motivate me. I guess that's how you define it. It is. It, yeah. it, it all is. Um, and, and it's, it's. I think, interesting when different people have different takes on it because I yeah. see your point. Yeah. Uh, but to me, like, my point makes the most sense in my head. Yeah, that's all that matters is that you can... Uh, to your point, though, when you speak stuff into existence, just saying the word gives it power. Yes. You know, we we talk about this. Of course. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. So... Um, so, so saying things and putting it out there you how how do you how do other people 
get you going and motivate you? So there's definitely a self-motivation internally of just me and my mind, but every one, there's been a, a row of or a, a collection of people that they didn't even mean what I interpreted as. I just saw it as an opportunity to change it and interpret it the way I wanted to, then use it in the future. So like, for example, I went to an open house and someone said to me, you have a, a client in this range? And I was like, oh, excuse me? I'm like, sorry? You don't know me. Yeah, you don't know who I know. Like what? So I, every day, I always think that when I go to see a property and I'm like, well, she said that to me because I probably wasn't showing enough confidence, right? She didn't know me. So you got to make people know you. So I, I took the, the approach of, I need to work on this stuff. I need to be motivated to go and change that. So next time I walk into property, says, who do you have for this property? So little things like that throughout the day or like a client speaking to you condescending. And in real estate, you have to kind of internalize it and not react. It's all about not reacting um, and just managing client relationships. So I really get motivated by stuff like that because it kind of it puts that chip on your shoulder. It's like in sports where, you know, someone talks a little bit and you weren't going yet and you get going. So kind of building that well of uh, of not negative thoughts, but the stable, the stable. Yeah, this is one of my stable. favorite terms. Um, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. But OK, so now you're a big like YouTube guy, too. Yeah. And, and you like oh, to yeah, yeah. and you like to read. But like, yeah. tell me tell me about that. And how other people, even if it's not just real people in terms of, you know, being right there to motivate you, you're big on the, the inspirational videos and that stuff, right? Yeah. So YouTube uh, premium was the best thing I ever bought. And it's like, I don't know, $10 a month, $15 a month. And when you click out of YouTube, it still plays. So you can have it in the background while you're going, which is nice, or at the gym. So I made a rule. I had a lot of time in my hand when I started. I didn't have many clients when I started real estate. So I made a rule, and I don't know why I started this rule. I didn't even hear it anywhere. I just thought it was a good rule. I was hearing music while I was going to appointments, and it was the same song over and over. So I was like, this is a big waste of time. I don't care about this music. I need to sell some houses. So I made a rule that anytime I'm within my working time, which is usually you know 9 to 6, give or take, that I only can listen to podcasts that are relevant to what I'm doing. So... I could listen to a comedic podcast, but it has to be in the lens of how do they market? How can I use this marketing for my own prop, my own uh, brand? So I made that rule, say, four years ago, maybe. But a genius. And it's the best thing I've ever done because you just retain so much throughout a day. Um, but I, I find motivation in seeing, watching agents that are selling millions 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 of dollar properties do you like those tv shows i do like tv shows because you can definitely be on that well it's kind of like real estate porn it's like that's not really how it is you know it's not (laughs) that easy um but some of it's good like i definitely steal some stuff um i i always thought so my dad always dressed very well so i was like i'm a dope haircut he's got a flat top which is (laughs) tremendous we call him frankie fresh cut um so i always he always wears suits. So I was always like, I need to wear a suit to make sure that people think I'm older and I can be more confident, et cetera, et cetera. And I watch uh, million dollar listings and every agent that's super successful, apart from like California always has a suit on. They're always dressed in a, and if they're not in a suit, they look tremendous. So that's something I'm still working on. You have very good 
uh, style. Nah, you always come in super, super fuego, except for today with those boat shoes. You're lucky that everybody cannot see. They look like they're from 1964. You can't wear the suede's in rain. I got you, bro. But like, can I buy you a new pair of leather boat shoes, dude? Yeah, it's it's tough. But uh, (laughs) so anyway, you're you're usually on point with your attire, and especially when you're a professional. There's times like when you sold me this house, though, and we were just going to like open houses. There was no need for you to come all the way (laughs) across the state line to to come see us and show us the property but you did that and you would show up with all the all the keynotes on the property super professional and always dressed to the nine i think it's funny because obviously i would do it anyway if you were my only appointment but all clients say this to me and i'm always like guys you're one of like nine appointments oh, today. that's good like don't that's feel good special, <laughs> that's good that's know? good yeah high five i mean i, like I love that. it i would have done it anyway but <laughs> they were at the tail end of a busy that day is so good um but I don't know. Like, so thinking about all this stuff, I, every day I wake up, I try to watch motion, motivational video just to get going. I always try to send quotes. Um, and the, my top, uh, people that I listen to is like, um, I really like, uh, what's his name? Rob Deerdeck. He's like someone I've been following. It's someone you wouldn't expect. I like Gary V. I like, uh, Grant Cardone. I take them all with a grain of salt, but there, there's always people in rotation that I always listen to a bunch of comedians. Um, but it, do you, do you have people that you pull from your favorites? Yeah. Um, so how people motivate me is different because I have my like in person and I have like my network. I mean, we have our group chat. I have another group chat with, you know, the other guys that we're cool with. Um, and we talk every single day. This is something now that I've been doing now for over a year with them. I send them a message every single day, literally for you copy and paste the one I send you. No, so what's funny is you... No, but I've been doing this now for a year with them. Yeah. Think about it. You've been doing this, what, 60 days now with us? 60 days. But over a year... 60 days. And yours is better. You actually made me kind of... I did steal a little bit because you you made me... I used to send these long... You know this stuff. Yeah, no, you send it I send these these long messages and get them kind of hyped up and going... Um, and I get offended when they don't respond because it's, it's tough. Like, though you sent long ones, I know, and I don't think everyone always was okay, reading them. How many them. of those did you? Read? I don't think anyone's reading them, but I did have. So I did have a group. That, this kind of stems back to the podcast a little bit. So I met a group of of um, it was guys and girls in Puerto Rico, and they became like family. It was like the funniest thing. We were on vacation, just met random people. They hit you, on, hit on you in the gym. <laughs> no, but met random people out on vacation. Became super tight. And they were now a part of a different chat. So I was doing, you know, these different chats, but with like, I don't know, like like minded people that are like just really about getting after it. And this is before the no snooze thing. But, you know, one of the guys was a, um, you know, he's a he's a CNN uh, journalist. Shout out Chris James. Um, oh, is that the, Yo Chris James? Yeah, that's Yo Chris James. He's got Mike and Dana hitting the knocks. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a whole crew of them, you know, but all of us have. Uh, we're young in our careers, but they're young professionals, mm-hmm. right? So surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who kind of have the same goal of, you know, just getting after whatever it is that they're in. So surrounding yourself with, with those types of people is huge. Um, I do a lot of reading now, believe it or not. Uh, I really hated to read, but then there was some like challenge I read. Um, and the basic statistic of it was like, just imagine if you just read 10 pages a year, every single day how much more knowledge you would gain on whatever subject you know you're reading about 10 versus, pages a day yeah 10 per pa- year 10 pages a day for a year yeah. even t- think about it 10 pages a week every every single day every single day for a week that's 70 pages of knowledge if you're reading things that are you know on discipline or adversity struggles or whatever you're kind of like 
into, whether it's something in the professional world, think about how much more knowledge you would have, right? So I started adopting that. I started reading a lot. Um, I listened to a lot of Ed Milet, Steve Weatherford, uh, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, I like um, David Goggins, you already know. Um, that's, that's my guy. Uh, his work ethic is just stupid. It's unmatched. Um, but I hope to, you know, get as close as possible, I guess, to that. So you pull from, like, all these different avenues, and you see that, you know, no matter what anyone's story is or what profession they're in, everybody has their own story and there's definitely something that you can kind of learn from them. Yeah, you pick and choose like you make your own with everyone. It's yes. like a soup. Yes. Of all the mentors. I like that. Mentor soup. Mentor soup. Served. <laughs> Best served one. <laughs> so, do you ever find yourself um getting discouraged by seeing these other people and say they're like 32 and they're have this, you know, lifestyle set up anyone you follow on instagram or anything do you ever get discouraged by something like that or is there anything specific that discourages you i don't know if i get discouraged by people's success um but if i'm gonna speak uh really here i do uh, yeah i changed that you so i to everybody out there i don't like saying to be honest or why why because like it makes it seem like, all right, I'm only going to be honest in this instance. Every other time that I talk to you, I'm just a liar. So I try to remove that from my vocabulary. It's just like nonsense words that don't need to be there. Are there any other words that are in there? Uh, just. Only. How about this one? I heard this one. This one was good. I'll just take a water. Just take a water. I'll just take a water, right? Because I guess it's free. Yeah. yeah, but your blood is 90% water and your body is 70 to 80%. So you just taking a water is just saving your life. So it's, it's, do you understand that though? No. No? No. Do you? How don't, how don't you get that? What? You don't, how don't you understand that? When you're at a restaurant yeah. and you say, I'll just take a water. I've never said I'll just take water. Uh, they say, would you want a water? Sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> and for you, sir, just water. You've never said oh, that? Just water. Yeah. Just people, water? People say just water. Right. So I'll just take the only thing that keeps me alive. You, you get the point of it? No. Okay. Then you, you're it. a rock. We'll move on. All right. <laughs> so I'm you're, trying to stop saying sorry. Like, yes, that's a good one. If I like, and it's not in important situations, it's just stupid stuff where I'm like getting someone's way and I'm like, oh, sorry. But it's not like it's not, warranted. Oh, yeah. People feel bad too much. Yeah, but yeah. What, what discourages so, you? Let's get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So discouraging. Well, it's not people's success that discourages me. I do get a, I guess maybe maybe you could say envious. That's a good word. Right? If, if you look at people who are like super successful at a, at a very young age, you know, if they're 30 and they're millionaires or what, however old Zuckerberg was, he was very, very young. Zuckerberg? Right. That's going to be a tough one to compare to. Well, yeah. I'm just saying he had yeah, nothing yeah. before and, and it's kind of relatable because he was in Ardsley, which is in Westchester County, which True. is very True. close. So... It's almost like a you develop an envy. Clearly, I'm also a realist, so there's no way that I'll be Zuckerberg in the next two years. Um, Never know. No yeah. snooze to the top. Yeah, right. But, I mean, y you get it. So it's not the success that discourages me. I think I'm envious of it and that inspires me to work harder. But I try not to look at people who are, like, too far ahead of me in life, right? I, I have my successful people that I follow – but like, I really don't know if I can relate to you if you're, you know, a billionaire living on yachts and doing all this stuff in real life. If I'm still waking up every day and my wife and she's going to work and, you know, she's a teacher and I'm doing, um, you know, what I do professionally. 
So what I'm trying to do now is after being going through this crazy past six years of getting married, getting a dog, a bunch of stuff going on with work and just organizing my life. I'm trying to like self audit and I, I figure out when I get frustrated and I, it's not that I lash out, but at, at work mostly I get frustrated when I don't feel like I'm making progress. When you feel like you're going in day in and day out and you chose a profession that you can move quicker and uh, make yourself uh, down the path a little faster. But when you don't see that you're getting close to your goal and you feel like it's not exponential growth or something where it's like you're you get a new another property or an asset, I get discouraged when I feel like I'm I'm turning my wheels. And then I realize when that happens, then I I get into a slump, right? And then when you get into that slump, it, it feeds on itself because you're you're discouraged, you're in a slump, you're not closing any deals, so then you start thinking, well, you know, am I cut out for this? Maybe I'm not progressing because I'm not cut out for it. And it feeds on itself. So that's like... I do need to to get back to that. Yeah, yeah no. So I, I have like this serious thing with self-doubt, which is strange because you look at me and you're like, wow, he's a confident guy. His beard is glistening with coconut oil. I think that um, beard's made of confidence. <laughs> and no, and I would say that I'm a confident guy, but the confidence comes from my work ethic. But the discouragement and being down always happens to me. You know, I constantly am, am having conversations with myself and battles with myself on not being good enough. You know, because I, I can never please myself, even though if everybody, you know, from my mother, my father, my wife, my friends will all say that I'm successful for where I'm at today. But it's never good enough. And I don't think it ever will be good enough for me, which is a little bit scary. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely discouraging uh, when you look and you have conversations with yourself and you begin to justify why you're not where you maybe should be, per se. Yeah. Uh, so I think I would relate the discouragement to self-talk and it's negative self-talk and like a self-doubt. Yeah. Is there any like current or specific situations where the self-doubt comes into play? Um, yeah, I full disclosure, I just got denied for a raise at work and that really, you know, kind of ticked me the wrong way. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily because of the money. Granted, I, I like money. I'm a money dude and I think I deserve the, the monetary value of it. But, the worst part for me was the loyalty piece. Like I almost thought that because I didn't get this and it, this wasn't the case by any means, but the way that I took it was, wow, I guess I'm not. And I turned it on myself. Yeah. I guess I didn't do everything that I could have done to get to receive, you know, what I, what I originally wanted and thought that I deserved. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good point though. Cause extreme ownership is good. But I don't know if it's great in every situation. Yeah, that situation, it started literally, yeah. it started, I mean, CV will tell you, it started with me being like very upset at certain people. And then that translated to me like, wow, dude, if you were that good at what you do, they would have found a way to get it to you. Right? So it's tough. So I think you got to look at it as you're a part of a business, right? And no matter how much you do, that business is going to try to pay you as least possible and you're going to try to make as most as possible. So you always are going to butt heads at every stage. And it's not that they they don't want to pay you or can't afford to pay you. They just 
I don't know what their motivations are, but they're always going to want to a pep talk. Mike. No, but they're always going to pay you less. Of course, of course. More. That's just business. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. And just so, that. you know, people, because now we, we've talked about, you know, my my workplace. Um, they're probably like, oh, so what does this dude do? It's kind of hard to explain, but um, I am the assistant commissioner for a small town here in New York. I am on the executive management team of running a small department within the town. Um, and we provide a lot of the you know community resources and programs that kind of go on for the residents of this town. Uh, so that's what I do professionally. Just wanted to kind of paint the picture for, for people. Um, so you were getting into the slump scenario. Yeah. So... Right. Yeah. We we started to go there, and I think that's that's kind of important to go to. So let, let's let's hit that a little bit. Yeah. So when I'm discouraged, it builds and it goes into a slump. I've gotten a lot better at it. It happens though. It's just cyclical. The the real estate stuff, or even personally, um, when you're not, you know, doing something correct or you're dropping the ball in some any area, it kind of builds on itself. So for me to get out of it, I have to take some type of action. So if it's like I'm falling behind on, you know, fixing stuff around the house and I'm like, it's driving me nuts because I keep snoozing it and everything gets worse and worse and stuff keeps falling apart. Like a door fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Our door in our X room just fell off. He's laughing at you. Well, it was on one hinge, right? And I was like, I got to fix this before it gets worse. And then one morning at 5 a.m., I feel like 5 a.m. when I wake up, everything breaks. (laughs) I open the door and it falls off the hinge. How was, loud? It was pretty loud. How pissed was Dana? It was not good. I don't... The dog woke up. Well, Dana didn't wake up. She didn't wake up. Dana loves to sleep. Yeah, Dana's she's a sleeper. <laughs> she's a, a, a grade A Hall of Fame snoozer. She's the best. Um, But so with stuff like that, you just have to take some type of action to get out of it, whether it's real estate and making a call or, you know, doing doing something that is get what gets you excited to do. Do that, then you get motivation. So, like, I love looking at houses. So I'll just go to a bunch of vacant houses that are on the market, look through them, and I remember, like, oh, the reason I got in the business was to buy houses so that I can make them in rental properties and then live this lifestyle where I get to enjoy the finer things in life, do with friends and family. So just doing something that gets you back into that mindset. Routine. Important. So like a regimen. Right? Yeah, a regimen or just something that creates that excitement again. And creates the momentum. So take, like, a... You know, a basketball player, for example, or any sport in in the sports world, any slump, anytime you're in a slump, the first thing that the coach tells you to do is probably the same exact thing that you're doing horribly at that time. Pass it to Mike. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Take a shot. Shooter, shoot. You know, like, you, yeah, shooters got to shoot their way out. Funny story. Uh, so I, I played ball for Irvin Braun who is Scooter Braun's father. Scooter obviously manages Justin Bieber, My guy. Ariana, and, and uh, I'm a, believer. a ton of others, actually. Yeah, I think we're all believers, actually. Yeah. But so Irv used to drive me to, uh, to practice. First name and, and, you know, they're home from, home from the games or whatever. So there was like one game I played absolutely atrocious. And, you know, we, he was giving me like the pep talk, and him and I would go like back and forth and kind of argue a little bit. And the first thing that I remember, and my dad kind of always told me this growing up, but this was the first time like now, okay, I'm in the car with my coach and I just played absolutely awful. I thought I lost us the game or whatever, but I remember him saying, look, we're going to the gym and we're going to shoot you out of this slump. And he literally took me to the gym and I think we probably got about 500 jump shots. All right. So it's, it, it's crazy. Right. But, it, but that it goes to exactly what the three of us always talk about 
in getting back to something within your routine that kind of gave you that confidence and that success along the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, building small wins. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, small wins. Yeah. my lit. So is there, on the topic of getting into slumps and slumps kind of create snoozing moments where you're snoozing on stuff, is there anything you've been snoozing on lately? Yes. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, and you guys haven't heard this before. Oh, but God. The first and and I wanna I wanna try to be as like open and vulnerable as as possible because I think I'm worried this <laughs> I'm worried I'm but worried. no 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 it, it's nothing nothing crazy but it's a little deep so when you talk about what I've been snoozing on I feel like I've honestly been snoozing on this little voice that's like in my head and it's all good stuff I'm not, you know I'm not trying to be a weirdo or anything but like I've always had this like little voice in my head and it tells me to like do certain things. And now I'm fine. Like it, it was part of the reason why I did this whole podcast thing. Um, you know, we'll get into the original story of, of you and I. But there was like this little thing that was like telling me, like, do it, do it, do it. And I've been snoozing on this guy. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. And I haven't figured out a name of it. But it's been doing it a lot lately. And it's telling me to call certain people. Right. So now I and I've always had this little voice, but now that I'm doing it, I see that whether it's a family member or a friend like, hey, what's up? I'm just checking your pulse type of text message. Like, you know, I've never heard that term. Um, just you know, <laughs> you know, how you doing or what's going on or that type of thing. I see that I'm doing that and I'm following that voice. And I feel like I've been snoozing on that guy. And it's it's my own thoughts, obviously, but it's really the person that I am. And I know it's deep stuff. But I'm reaching out to people that like I haven't really spoke to. And the timing of it is pretty cool because you have this no snooze thing. So I'm following people that I probably went to, you know, kindergarten with that are like, oh, this is weird. Dave Regina is now on on Instagram. Well, they probably see you and they're like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that thing? Yeah, what, that what is Dave that? Regina? Um, so so the quick answer is like I've been snoozing on this guy or girl that's in my head. And now <laughs> I am acting on these little things and they're all good things, you yeah. know, but it's like. I don't know if it's just growing up or something like that, but like even if it's like my grandma and it's just like there's something in my head that reminds me of her and call her, just say hello, um, you know, my, my mom. Um, and, and I'm going to stop snoozing on that dude, you know, yeah. because I, I feel like as I've done it now, the response has been like, oh, wow, thank you so much. You know, that was really genuine of you. That was like really nice of you to reach out. Um, you know, whether it's me buying somebody a coffee right behind me, I have like this little voice in my head and I, I got to stop snoozing on them. I got to make sure I'm behind you when you're buying coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a coffee. Um, but that's, no, ahead. I challenge you to, when you know snooze that, when you send that initial text, don't just send what's up, send something like a, a memory or send something that actually has substance. Yeah. I, I hate when people say what's up and I'm like, what's up? And they're like, nothing. I'm like, no, why no, are you no, texting no, me? No, no, no. So I didn't want to get as, as deep, yeah. you know, uh, of it. But yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, right. Doesn't it drive you nuts? No, no, it's a good point. And, and someone's and, like, let's hang out. And you're like, and what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. If I haven't like, heard what? from you, if I haven't heard from you in years and you just hit me with a what's up, that that's definitely, yeah, a I guess strange. it's pretty rare. But even yeah. when people say what's up, but don't say what they want to do, I'm like, you hit me up. What do you want to do? Speaking of, do I do that? No. Speaking of what you want to do, what is something that you oh, always no. wanted? No, no, that you always wanted to do. That was very nice. Um, that you've never done. So I think. I was thinking about this question a lot because there are all these things. I talk a big game about everything. I bought, but a you game. live it too. It's not I, just, some of it, right? You, you I, I throw a lot of darts at the board, and a lot of them hit the wall and drop. <laughs> <laughs> Couple stick, 
right? <laughs> so, but like one thing, I, I like that. I, like I got that. A, a lot of darts. I bought a guitar and I played it for like a week. Stop. stop so stop. yeah, Dana it was driving Dana nuts. Ask her about it. And there's a bunch of stuff that I've always wanted to do, but I never did. I think the main thing I want to do is I want to learn Italian. I've been on there for my honeymoon. We have uh, my brother's, uh, my sister-in-law has family in Italy. Um, I have family in there too. You have family there? Yeah. Another paisan. Palermo. But when you go to the place, you want to enjoy it to the fullest and the culture, and you want to be able to communicate with people. And you realize how important communication is. And you can have a connection like eat dinner next to someone who speaks Italian, but you can't you can't communicate. You can't there's unspoken word that that correlates, but to only a certain level. So I thought it'd be fun. I was in a uh, um Spanish class through school and Kai can help me out with this, but um you know, I always want to learn Italian, but I've never done it. And I've gotten close like I download Duolingo and so if anybody wants to learn a language or Italian with me, we'll hop on Duolingo and we'll we'll go back and forth. That, that's pretty cool. But I, I do want to jump in here and I just have to say because it pisses me off. Uh oh. It is really it me? does. No, 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 no. And, and you know, my, my wife is Puerto Rican. Um, you know, her whole family speaks Spanish. But like why is it <laughs> oh, God. that no, ser- seriously, because you, you were kind of going there in a different way, but why is it that especially here, and I see it at work like all the time, why do we as Americans talk down you know, I see it the most, I'm sure it happens all over the place, but why do we talk down to people who don't speak the language, right? And meanwhile, the person that you're probably talking down to works harder than you, may not have the same opportunities that you have because they're not in their country, yeah. but it's, it's, it's something that I see all the time. It happens with even some, some kids that we deal with at the job, and I lay into them yeah. because it is the most disrespectful thing I, I think you can ever imagine. And my father-in-law... He um he actually had a, f- a funny scenario, but he's like, it it doesn't even make any sense here because you know we're learning English and you drive on a parkway and you park on a driveway. Sounds funny, but imagine trying to teach that to somebody never who has never learned the language, and now it's not like okay, it's a pretty good thought. It is though, but that. now now you That's not so only confusing, right? Yeah. But now you not only know the terminology, but now you have to understand how it works in reverse of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So it's just a it's a quick but thought that's sidebar. A, but that's but everyone, people, right? Oh like, yeah, con- but, talking down to anyone. Yeah, but especially when there is a language barrier, and yeah. you automatically assume that somebody's stupid because they don't speak your language pisses me off if i see you doing it i don't like it so all right well hi from dave. <laughs> no, I know all of our a, listeners was, out there that are bad people hi that was a dave. sidebar but um yeah. so that was good though so i am curious because i i think i know how i do but how, how through this journey have you been keeping yourself motivated with just building the no snooze brand because we've we've been ripping these episodes off epis Every week. <laughs> ripping for, these epis. We've been ripping episodes for what? Eight weeks now? Uh, yeah, I think six weeks. A couple like two-a-days, late yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, when, you, when we're going through it, it's tough. It's, that's, that's discouraging, it's, too, yeah. because when we look at some footage, and now, full disclosure, we're putting out all the stuff that you know, we, yeah. we drop. Um, you know, obviously, Kai does his, his edits and stuff like that, but the journey itself is amazing man like when you because it is so easy i think to get discouraged and kind of give up one we haven't even put anything out yet two nobody really you know in in my mind when i'm negative really cares about this um so it's you can find all these ways to justify it but then on the flip side life is all about perspective yeah it's how you look at things right do you feel bad for yourself or are you going to look at this and be like wow you know what 
we started a podcast. We have like some beautiful equipment. The audio visual is fire. Our dynamic is fire. We're just kind of out here and we're doing what we want to do. It's yeah. not like we have real expectations. At the end of the day, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't matter to us. We have full-time jobs. Yeah, we do think it's going to work out. But how do you not get motivated from a journey like this? How do you not get motivated off of not even putting an epi out and you already have 1,300 <laughs> followers? Yeah. Well, I think to that point, the thing that keeps motivating me is when we get random like tags and it's people talking to the camera. It's crazy. About the no snooze lifestyle. And I'm like, oh, I really didn't want to get up tomorrow, but this dude, I, I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And, and I know we're, um, you know, we're, we're not big yet per se, but there are people that Speak no joke, yourself. yeah, that no joke have, have reached out already and been like, look, I don't know what you guys are doing exactly, but I love the vibes. I think it's positive. Um, and that's big too, man. You, you don't always see people utilizing social media in a positive, genuine way. Um, and I think we're, you know, the three of us are doing that. And I think it's just exciting. And I don't know how you can not be motivated from this if you're Kaye, yourself, or, or I. Um, so I, I'm just super excited about it. Is yeah, there no anything problem. you wanted to add on on top of that in terms of the that was a, a beautiful segue, and I think we both get motivated off the positive comments and feedback. So make sure you keep commenting, leaving uh, you know tags and hashtags, and you know shout out to uh, shout out to us and reach out to us and talk a little junk if you feel like it. Yeah, if you want to challenge yep, us to yep. something. Keep keep tagging, um, share with your friends. I know we're putting out just a little bit of content, um, but we're gonna start dropping, and this stuff is gonna come out, and we're we're open to um, hearing suggestions. And we want to know what you guys want to hear about. Uh, the three of us are super excited about this. And, you know, we'll, we'll catch you guys on the other side. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, I'm your co-host, Mike, the other guy, Pirelli. Dave Regina. And, um, the I, guy. I think uh, we do have to leave them with uh, Dave's Dime of the Week. Oh, dimes, dimes, dimes. Don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you're done. Uh, and this is Mike's Mantras. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. That's a fact. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, Mikey Meach. We killed that one. To watch Kai be like, that sucked. <laughs> That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at no snooze podcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.